This is the Revival Leadership Podcast. Welcome back, friends, to the Revival Leadership Podcast. Our hope is to help kingdom leaders to lead in a time of revival. I am Adam Croft, member of Sanctuary Church in Providence, Rhode Island. Well, technically, you're an elder. Technically, yes, I am an elder at Sanctuary, and I'm also the ministry director for InnoVarsity in Rhode Island in southeastern Massachusetts, and I share an office with Greg Johnson, who is the associate regional director University in New England, a revival nerd and extraordinaire, mm. my boss, good friend, and Greg also attends Sanctuary Church in Providence. Welcome all of you to this podcast and to season four. That's right, Adam. Season four is here and season four is going to be bananas. Eight podcasts in season four uh, because it's been a while since our last season dropped well over a year ago and well... To be honest, a lot has happened in that past year. It's it's true. Yeah. And we're more convinced than ever that revival is not only coming, but we need to be ready for it when it does. Just like Noah in Genesis 6 through 9, we need to be ready. We need to use the time that we have to build that boat so that when the waters rise, we know what to do. Yeah, and shout out to our listeners. Many of you friends who've reached out uh, to us in various ways... Uh, many, many of you have been checking in on us. Hey, you guys still there? How about season four? When's that coming? When's the podcast going to resume? And uh, th- a special thanks to those of you that uh, God decided to give prophetic dreams and words, uh, and you called us and told us that we needed to get up off our uh, tails and start making some some podcasts once again, solid gold records, solid gold podcasts. <laughs> And uh, just like uh, uh, Bruce Dickinson, uh, you know, we get up, put our pants on one leg at a time. Uh, but the only difference is <laughs> we go out and make solid gold podcasts. So, but we haven't for a while, and so we're so thankful to be back here. Thanks for all all the encouragement. We're gonna do just that. And this first episode in season four is gonna be about wait. Wait for it. <laughs> revival. Revival. That's right. We're going to talk uh, again about what revival is and uh, why it's essential for us to understand revival and to get ready for it. And especially as an on-ramp for new folks who are joining, welcome to you guys. Um, we we're, we don't want to leave you in the lurch. We want to refresh, hit refresh on what revival is and also we're hoping this is a good reminder and uh, reboot for those of us who need to be reminded. What is revival? Because, as we said, uh, a fair amount has changed in the last year since we recorded one of these podcasts. It's true. But there's one thing that hasn't changed, Adam. And that is, Greg? Revival. <laughs> Still being a critical concept for all of us. Uh, yeah, lots of things have changed, but this concept is still important for Christians, uh, and especially those in Christian leadership of any kind, to understand. There's a <laughs> uh, a flag hanging above one of our chair in the office, and it says, revival is a breakthrough or a season of breakthroughs. 
in word, deed, and power that ushers in a new normal of kingdom experience and fruitfulness. And as we've said, it refers to a season in the life of God's people where things that were dead or sleepy or sick or tired begin to come back to life. Yeah. And so like as an illustration right now here in New England, we have winter. And so, you know, this morning it was, it was, I think in the teens, uh, Fahrenheit, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was nine degrees Fahrenheit, or actually I think it even got lower. And of course nothing grows well at nine degrees Fahrenheit. And so mm-hmm. most of the trees around us, uh, in the wintertime go into hibernation. Like the bears. Yeah. Like the bears. And believe it or not, in the spiritual world, there's seasons as well. And so one of our biggest problems in the church, at least in the West, is that most of us have been living in a very long spiritual winter. It's been winter spiritually for so long that most of us, uh, we don't know anything other than winter. We've been in this long, slow decline spiritually as as long as many of us have been alive. And, you know, we know stories of God moving in power in the past, in the 1970s, for example, or the early 20th century, or the Great Awakenings of the 1800s or the 1740s. But this story, those stories are like contained in these dusty books. And in our lived experience, uh, what, we, what we're used to is spiritual winter. Yeah, just like Narnia in uh, The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, always under winter, always under the spell of the White Witch. Yeah, it's that's a great p- picture of it. And but what if winter was not the only season that was possible? Mm. What if as in New England the rays of the sun started, you know, climbing each day and and more and more sunlight would hit the ground and it and the oceans got warmer and the ground and the air got warmer and the birds started coming back and the trees would come out of hibernation and the bears would come out of hibernation the the entire woods would be transformed and flowers would come out and pollen and leaves and bugs and the mm. whole thing would be alive again. Just like when uh, Aslan shows up. Yes, like when Aslan shows up. And th- that is that is like revival. Revival is like Aslan showing up. And in revival, God infuses the human system with his divine life. The sunlight of his power and his presence starts shining on human hearts and they wake up and they come out of slumber or death and they enter into a kind of springtime. You know, like human culture and human souls, just like the physical universe, are subject to laws like spiritual gravity, spiritual entropy. There, there are these forces of sin and death are always kind of pulling downwards on every human heart, every human culture. And if God didn't intervene, human humans would slide into death and decay. Everything would just grow cold and dark. But God, in his mercy, sends these seasons of spiritual life and breakthrough, and it interrupts this cycle of death, and it restores humans to their divinely intended condition and purpose. Hmm. Yeah, God moves in cycles. His redemptive history is not a straight line, and it's not up and to the right. It's a set of cycles, sine waves, and of decline and renewal, death and revival. Yeah, and it's this. We can see the pattern in in the history of God's people in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the history of the church, and 
And generally, revivals are always preceded by spiritual deadness. I mean, that's why you use the word revival. It's something coming back to life. So it's they come after these seasons of despair and chaos and disruption. Sound <laughs> Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Sounds like 2020. So, Greg, tell us um, what happens in these seasons of spiritual breakthrough. Well... Yeah, God happens. God's kingdom breaks in. And it breaks in, as you said in the definition, Adam, in three ways. In in word, in deed, and in power. What does that look like? Yeah, so like, well, take words. When God's kingdom comes, it's announced with words. It's announced with authoritative, powerful words. And in revival, that's what happens. The word of God is preached it's announced, it's proclaimed clearly. This message that Jesus is Lord is announced boldly. People talk about Jesus. They tell others about Jesus. The Bible comes alive to people, becomes real in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And God opens human hearts and minds to understand it and to believe it and to ultimately obey it. And God's kingdom also comes indeed. So, uh, it isn't just that God's word is proclaimed, but people start doing it. People start acting and embodying God's kingdom in their actions. Mm. They share resources with the poor. They start doing justice. They repent of sinful patterns of behavior. They start showing mercy. They take steps uh, and risks of faith out of their comfort zone. They forgive one another. They reconcile broken relationships. They get rid of their idols. Yeah. I mean, it's and in all of this, the, these words and deeds also come with power. God's kingdom is announced in word; it's embodied in deed, and it's demonstrated with power. And mm. th- that's when we see people healed physically, emotionally, spiritually. The Holy Spirit reveals things in dreams and visions, and even the demons are exposed and are overpowered and cast out. And there are signs and wonders and awe. So basically, when the kingdom comes in word, deed, and power, it's sort of like the things that happened in the Bible, in Jesus's ministry, and in the early church. They seem to repeat themselves in a different time and different place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like Jesus kind of does his thing again. And of course, Jesus's ministry was a ministry of word, deed, and power. His message was the kingdom. His embodied activity and behavior was the kingdom. And the kingdom comes with power and authority in his ministry. And in revival, that's what happens again. Another way to think of it would be like a remix of a song. It's the same song, uh, similar, same words, but a different sound or different beat, different maybe style of music, different feel. Um, and that's kind of like revival. Yeah, it's like Boots and Cats. <laughs> boots and Cats. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. That's, and, and, and finally, of course, revival leads to a new normal. So just like the spring blossoms on the apple trees in here in New England leave behind a tasty, you know, delectable blessing in the fall, you, we go apple picking. Um, those, the, those New England apples are like the blessing that's left behind by the springtime of revival. It's a new normal. Yeah, so many of the best things in our world, the university, literacy, education, hospitals, charitable organization reforms the abolition of slavery civil rights movement these are all fruit left behind by past revivals without revival none of these things would have happened revivals leave behind a new normal for us to live in and if revivals get big enough they can change entire civilizations for centuries yeah and so 
God's kingdom, it's, it's just helpful to remember, remember his kingdom doesn't always just come slowly and steadily. Often it comes abruptly, as in Jesus' own ministry, and as it's done so many times throughout history. It's like all of a sudden there's a fresh wind that blows, and God is doing a new thing. And it's, it can even be sudden and surprising to people. Yeah, the kingdom of God advances forcefully, Jesus said in his own time. Yeah. So we need revival. Guys, there's a lot of things that we need right now. I mean, we need uh, a vaccine. Um, you know, we need to eat. <laughs> we need, uh, I need uh, Providence Public Schools to stay open uh, <laughs> uh, and to stop doing snow days. But, uh, if there's anything I'm more convinced than ever, what our nation needs right now is revival. We we need God to pour out his spirit and intervene and bring a breakthrough of his kingdom, his justice, his love, his mm. power, his mercy. We need God. We need God himself to show up. I think of Isaiah praying, Isaiah 64, oh God, that you would rend the heavens and come down. And I believe that's what we need. We need God to come down, to to judge us, <laughs> to restore us, to put right what's wrong, to bring to life what's died. M- many of us have been looking um, to our political system to save us. Uh, you know, many of us who voted for Trump did that. Many of us who voted for Biden are doing that. The political system, that's going to save us. Well, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> because human beings are broken, we're corrupt, we're selfish. Every human political system eventually will corrupt and fall apart. No kingdom has lasted forever except the kingdom of God. And so I think even as we did like during, say, like the Civil War, we desperately need God to actually save our political system and our nation. Without him, we're not going to make it. Mm. And maybe that's okay. We don't need America to make it. But... um, but. But I believe that uh, we desperately need an intervention of God. And that has, is not the same thing as anyone winning the White House or the Congress. It means God, we need God to intervene in our nation to bring the kind of spiritual renewal that could actually renew our politics. More on that in episode six. You have to come back for that one. Yeah, and that may be the one where we get in the most trouble. But <laughs> back to back to my main point, we need revival. We need it today. We, we needed it yesterday. Greg, so a question. If revival is an act of God infusing his divine life into the world, why do we need to be involved or learn about revival or prepare to lead it? Isn't it something that God is just going to do? Like, why don't we just keep doing what we're doing, hibernating through the pandemic and just let God do what he's going to do? Yeah. Well, it's a great question. I mean, and yes, God does move sovereignly in revival. It's an act of God, but God always uses people. And for some reason, he's always chosen to bring his kingdom through human beings and human partners, even like Adam and Eve in the garden. God wanted to give them a role to play. And because remember that God is ultimately interested in an eternal kind of marriage-like relationship with humanity, which implies human involvement and human ownership and human reciprocity and even human initiative. And so God wants us to participate in with him in revival. And He's not going to make us participate if we don't want to. 
And if God can't find folks that want to participate in revival, I mean, he's not going to want to do it. So you're saying human beings have a critical role to play in every move of God's kingdom. Our involvement, our choice to say yes to God, to invite God to use us, to let God inhabit our human effort. Without this, God won't bring revival. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of that scripture from Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 22. God says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap uh, uh, before me on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I, I didn't find anyone. Our human partnership is critical because for whatever reason, God has chosen to value it so highly. Yeah, I mean... Think about it like this. When God decided to move decisively at the turning point of human history, how did he do it? He didn't do it from, you know, outer space, zapping us with, you know, uh, gamma radiation ray guns or, you know, doing some kind of miracle. He just, he did it by becoming a, a human being himself. It was the human Jesus who ushered in the great revival of which every other Revival is an echo. Or a remix. Or a remix. Or a remix. Yeah. And so, whether it's in 2021 or whenever revival will come, just like in every other example of revival, God's looking for human beings to partner with Him, to lead Him, to lead Him in kingdom breakthrough. And that's what this podcast is all about. God is waiting for us to participate with Him in the revival that we desperately need. So, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I can promise you one thing that God is calling you to be a revival participant and a leader. And we believe this could be, and likely is, a burning bush moment for you, if you're you're hearing my voice. Moses saw the burning bush, and he could have done many things. He could have said, wow, that's weird. I never thought I'd be looking at a random bush on fire. (laughs) He moved on with his day. And that is how you could respond right now. Um, But we're here to say, please don't move on. Please do what Moses did and turn aside and come closer to the burning bush engage in a conversation with god take off your shoes for this is holy ground because god wants to use you as a part of the revival that you and we and we all desperately need that's the journey that we're inviting you on in this season so greg would you pray for us and for everyone listening in yeah lord thank you for this community listening to the podcast thank you god that um You are uh, gathering us together around this vision that you've put in so many of our hearts, Lord. You told us that uh, something is coming, that you want to do something, and you want us to be ready, Lord. And just ask God that um, every single person uh, listening to this podcast would uh, have our hearts stirred, that you would lift us, God, out of the fog and the monotony um, and even the sadness or depression uh, that we find ourselves in in this moment and that for Lord you would lift our eyes to see you and um, and peel back the veil God to show us what you're doing in the heavenly realms and uh, prepare us God to be part of it we want to offer ourselves to you and I pray um, I pray for your activation and your blessing and your encouragement on everyone listening to this podcast we pray this in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening, friends. Uh, we trust that God has used this podcast to stir many of you. And I want to encourage you, if you're new, go back and listen to some of the podcasts from season one and one through one, two, and three. And if you found this podcast helpful or encouraging, uh, that's we love that. Please subscribe. Um, 
like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram where we uh, put updates. But even more importantly, share this podcast uh, with other folks that you think would be encouraged by it. So that's it for us for now. See you on episode two.